welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Mayim Vega. She is the founder of aruka.com, a website to provide health certifications for those interested in an herbal and holistic health approach. How are you doing, Mayim? Great. Thank you so much for having me. So you, how long has Aruka been around? Well, aruka.com, um, the website in specific, has been around since 2009. And that was, I launched that shortly after um, I finished um, my herbalist studies. And um, in around 2000 and sh shortly when the pandemic began, actually, mm -hmm. um, that's when we shifted from like a personal one-on-one -on -one, um, health coaching service to a um, health coach certification program. I want a family herb herbalist in every home and a master herbalist in every community. We don't only focus on herbalism, but we also uh, focus on a broader range of holistic health and healing uh, methods. Um, like, and I, I call that naturopathy. So it's not only um, herbalism, that's one of the main things, but it's also um, orthomolecular nutrition and also some other, you know, we also cover other, you know, not in depth, but um, we survey, for example, um, new fields in holistic health and healing, such as German new medicine and also homeopathy. Homeopathy is, is, is new, you know, fairly new. Um, not, it's not ancient like herbalism is. Um, and, you know, essential oils and, and then also some other um, more ancient healing arts like What's Ayurveda. That, what did you say, orthomolecular? Nutrition, yes, orthomolecular nutrition. So probably the 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 more common way to say it, or uh, that uh, most people would um, recognize, is to say mega dose vitamin therapy, mega dose vitamin therapy. And I studied that under um, Dr. Andrew Saul. He's not a medical doctor; he is a PhD, but he studied orthomolecular nutrition or orthomolecular medicine. He studied um, the works of Linus Pauling. And Linus Pauling is a two-time Nobel Prize winner. And he's famous for basically putting orthomolecular nutrition on the map. There's tons of research papers, scientific papers written about the safety and the efficacy of vitamin C, which was his specialty, but also vitamin D and niacin and magnesium and all these, all these different um, types of uh, you know, vitamins and supplements. And, but he was one of the pioneers of this field, orthomolecular nutrition. And what about homeopathy? Yes, yes, homeopathy. So um, homeopathy is very interesting. Homeopathy, there used to be both homeopathy and um, pharmaceutical medicine uh, practiced side by side. And historically, basically um, the pharmaceutical industry or the pharmaceutical arm or that, that, that field of, of medicine kind of monopolized medicine and homeopathy got pushed to the side, but it wasn't because homeopathy wasn't effective or um, it wasn't safe or anything like that. It was, it was like, you know, it was a corporate thing. It was a, it was a pro profit thing that it got. What is it now? So homeopathy is you know, so first of all, with traditional medicine, even even herbs, um, the, the the idea is you take a substance like from herbs, let's say, or from a pharmaceutical drug, 
and you, you take a substance that will counteract the symptom that you're feeling. So if you're, if you're inflamed, what herb will, will make it um, not inflamed or what medicine will reduce the inflammation, right? With homeopathy, the, um, the idea is you take a, an herb or a plant or anything, anything that will actually mimic the symptom and you dilute it many, many times. And, um, and when you dilute it with water and you shake it and you dilute it with water many, many times, um, the water retains a, like a sort of memory. And, and then when you take it, that heals not necessarily the symptom, but the person. And um, the theory is like the symptom is something that your, your body needs. The symptom is something that your body is doing purposefully to heal you. And so when you're taking this, um, this homeopathic remedy instead, it's, it's, it's also giving your body what it needs, but in a different way so that your body doesn't have to produce the symptom. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a little bit of sense. So for example, I had a headache last night. I don't get headaches every night, but I get them every now and then. So you're saying, well, that, that my body is doing that to protect me? Yes, in some way. So for example, um, my herbalist teacher, and I'm not talking about homeopathy, but just the, the idea in general. So Richard Schultz, no, no, sorry. It was John or Christopher that used to say this. He said that um, a woman, you know, he had a booth once and he was selling herbs and a, and a woman came to him and said, I have this bad cough. Can you help me with this? I need something for this. So he, he gave her something and she came back and she was like, this is terrible. It's making me cough more. And he said, yes, your cough is there to help you get rid of your phlegm. So I'm helping you to increase this process mm -hmm. so that you can get rid of it sooner. Um, that's an example. Now, I'm, homeopathic medicine doesn't exactly do that. It doesn't do that exact thing. But it's an example of the idea of working with your body to do what it needs to do. So um, one of my naturopathic teachers, um, Dr. Hogg, he talked about how this, when, you're, when you seasonally get the cold or the flu um, and you start getting mucus that comes out of your body and people like want to stop the mucus. But the mucus is there to help you get rid of the toxins that have built up in your body. And I don't know about you, but it, some, you, know, you can notice sometimes that the mucus will often come after, um, after you've been debil debilitated with um, like a fever and fatigue and all, all that kind of stuff. So usually, or not usually, but sometimes you can tell that the mucus comes after like the virus has had its strongest uh, effect on you. And it comes after that where you're like, okay, I, I feel better. I feel a lot better. I can do my work now but I still have this mucus that's mm -hmm. coming out or I still have this lingering cough. Mm -hmm. And the reason for the lingering cough or the mucus is that's your body's like final, like it already overcame the virus mostly, but now it's getting rid of it. And, and if you don't you know, fully get rid of it, then it can, you can get back into the more serious symptoms of the fever and the, and the you know, fatigue that doesn't let you work and carry on. So what I don't understand about the whole industry, pharmaceutical, natural, um, all of it is, it seems like both sides of the coin are somewhat um, pushing some type of a, a substance, be it a pharmaceutical drug, an herb, a vitamin, 
you know, whatever it may be for you to take either when you're symptomatic or as just a daily health measure. And, you know, I, my bias, correct me if I'm wrong, is I should be healthy enough eating healthy foods and drinking water. Well, the problem is that our food is highly um, devoid of the kind of nutrients that it needs. So I was just reading an, an article from orthomolecular.org and it was, um, it's a nonprofit organization. And it was explaining that, you know, the vegetables that we buy, even organic vegetables, they are not, um, they are not grown with the kind of practices that our ancestors used to grow fruits and vegetables. So for example, the native Americans in America, they used to feed their, their plants fish. We don't do that. That would be, it's super expensive. Um, but you, but you understand in, in, uh, that you know these kinds of practices, fertilizing with natural fertilizer instead of store-bought, um, also letting some of the crops die and you know replenish the soil, and you know, just different things like that. It will replenish the soil with the, with the kind of nutrients it needs. But we're constantly pulling from the soil, and what we're feeding it is not necessarily the best, or it's not even enough. And then the pesticides and all this. So all these different practices makes it so that our food is like, you know, some say only 80% of the nutrients that, you, that it used to have maybe one to 200 years ago. That's one factor. Another factor is that um, we, have, we have slowly undiversified our food supply. So for example, our ancestors, you know, they would hunt and they were not you know, we're stuck with chicken, beef, and salmon or something like that, right? How many varieties of fish are there in the sea? There's thousands at least. How many types of um, animals are there to eat from? You know, there's bison, there's, you know, there's a lot of different choices. There's different birds, different fowl, not just chicken. And then what are we feeding those animals? We're, we're, we're just feeding them, we're feeding them corn and soy, and we're feeding them junk, really. And so what they eat is what we eat, and we're and we don't get the diversity. So when, when our ancestors hunted, or even when we raised animals, but, but it was more diverse and it wasn't as monopolized and you know, corporatized, we had greater variety of nutrients. Both we had greater variety of animals, different types of animals, and we had also greater variety of plants, not only to consume ourselves, but the animals were consuming more natural and more nutritious foods and a greater variety of foods. So that, that was really well said and it resonates with me. What's the solution? Well, I, I don't know how to become a hunter and I don't know how to become a forager. Or how to raise 50 <laughs> different species of animals and grow 50 different types of vegetables and fruits in your own backyard. Yeah, it's really hard to go backwards. I, I think that is the ideal. And I know that there are some communities and some pioneers who are really getting back into the, you know, the grassroots and, and trying to rebuild, uh, I guess, kind of society. I have a friend who's trying to do that, you know, but um, so in the, in the interim, what we do is we, we add in vitamins. How? We, we wouldn't, well, I mean, vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D. But like, well, how do you do it gel form? I mean, aren't you, that's just another manufactured process. It is something that's in a plastic right. bottle. I mean, it just, it doesn't seem like, it just seems like it's the same problem. It, you're right. You're absolutely right. But the reason why I recommend it is because I used to be 
because I learned herbalism first before I learned orthomolecular nutrition. And in my herbalist schools, they were like, no, uh, like anything synthetic is bad. Do not use it. You know, there's all these bad things about it. And it wasn't until later that I studied orthomolecular nutrition with Dr. Andrew Saul. And what I realized is orthomolecular nutrition, megadose vitamin therapy, it, number one, it works. Number two, it's a lot safer than pharmaceutical medications. If I dropped any of my vitamins or minerals, tablets on the floor, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. If, if, I, if I wouldn't worry if my babies got to it or accidentally swallowed it, I wouldn't worry because that's how safe it is. You won't find tons of reports, news articles about you know, people dying from vitamin C or vitamin D. Now, vitamin D, people can die from vitamin D, but they would have to take a lot of vitamin D in order to die. But that's not the case with pharmaceutical medications. First of all, our, our family takes no pharmaceutical medications, not even Tylenol. But if I have a friend, for example, a relative coming over and they're on medication, they cannot accidentally drop something. Because with my seven children, I have seven children ages two to 18, I would be very worried that they got even a tiny little pill and picked it up and accidentally ate it. That just, just shows the safety of vitamins. Not that it's ideal, but it's still like a thousand times safe, safer and much less side effects than, um, than the pharmaceuticals. Now, herbal herbs are better. The problem is herbs are, are a lot more expensive than vitamins. And so the goal would be the herbs, but they're also not as readily available. Like I can go to any store and get vitamin C and vitamin D. I think probably like sprouts, you know, Trader Joe's, Tom Thumb, mm -hmm. I'll have some kind of vitamin C and vitamin D. Um, but, you know, I have some very important herbal uh, formulas that I take on a daily basis that I would recommend to anyone. And I don't know any store that sells any of those herbs. I have to buy it online. So and, what is it? What is your formula? <clears throat> oh, so one of my main formulas that I take on a daily basis is, um, it's a formula that I learned from uh, master herbalist, uh, John R. Christopher. It's, he called it herbal calcium tea. And it doesn't necessarily have an abundance of calcium, but the importance of it is, is that when you take this, it, it helps you process the calcium that is already in your body. And so there's this, there's this movement called Not Milk, you know, website, notmilk.com. They, they, they're always derailing dairy and they're saying, you know, if dairy was so good for you, how come there's all these people taking all these calcium supplements and America is one of the, the leading consumers of milk and dairy, yet we're still getting osteoporosis, you know? So they're like, no, milk is, is, is terrible. It's, it's, not really, it's not really good for you. Well, they're half right. Um, milk is not the only key. The problem with only consuming milks um, is that it, our bodies aren't getting enough of the other nutrients that will process it so that our bodies will assimilate. So when you're talking about herbs, you're talking specifically about just drinking tea, right? Um, tea is my preferred way for taking herbs. Sometimes there's pills, there's also tinctures, mm -hmm. there's poultices, or there's boluses. Um, there's many ways to take herbs. But my herbal calcium tea formula is definitely a tea because mm -hmm. I, I have to take a cup of herbs per day in a steep tea, which makes about a pasta jar full, like 16 ounces of liquids. And what that helps me with, and it's helped tons of other people with, is any kinds of pains in the body or like toothaches, sciatica, arthritis for my mom. Um, I have a medical doctor who takes it for, for back pain. And here, you know, he's a medical doctor. He's very skeptical, 
but he's my friend. So for a long time, I kept saying, you need to take this tea, take this tea, take this tea. And we used to hang out like every single week. And all of a sudden he couldn't hang out anymore because he said his pain was just too great. I, know. I drove, he, li- he lived an hour away from me and I drove it to him. I said, look, I know you don't believe in this, but you need to take this, just take it. You know, I was expecting him to buy it and him to do all that. But I, I was like, he's never going to do it unless I give it to him. And he started taking it. And now he's a believer. He's telling all his, you know, family. But, but it's a, it's a, is it like a formula that you can, I mean, when I buy tea, there's so many, you know, you just basically go to the tea grocery aisle and buy tea. I, I'm a huge tea drinker. I've played with like poor, poor, like teas from China, like, you know, loose teas. Um, but, you know, they never say like this tea is for calcium or this tea is for vitamin C. I mean, so I guess it's still very confusing. Well, and part of the problem with that is again, the whole, um, the whole monopoly that the pharmaceutical industry has in Mexico. So there's a, there, for example, in this, there's an herb called uh, Pau de Arco or cat's claw. And in, in America, if you buy that tea, you just buy that tea and you just know it by name. Well, in Mexico, you can buy that tea and it says, cures cancer right on the on the box really? that's not allowed they're not allowed oh to are you serious uh-huh, uh-huh like where in mexico at a grocery store i don't know about that i don't yeah. know the specifics of that. i've never been to okay. mexico, but that's one of this is a story that one of my uh, herbalist teachers used to say i think it was richard schultz probably i don't remember exactly who used to tell the story but um and a lot of clinics a lot of um holistic health clinics like the, the gerson therapy and, and others um, a lot of holistic uh, professionals who used to be in America, they've had to move their clinics to South America so that they could freely practice. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why at our school, the aruka.com for the health certificate certification program, that's why we don't teach the prescribed treat, um, you know, model, diagnose model, because you can't legally practice that if you're not licensed in America. So it's more of an educational. Um, so yeah, I want to ask you about that. Aruka.com. It sounds like a great program to really just go way deep into this conversation for like a year. I know you said it generally takes a whole year to get to the level of like deep knowledge in this space. A year full time, um, if you can do year, it full That's time. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's taken you how many years? Have you been studying it? And you probably still learn studied- stuff every day, right? Right. Yeah, I think it's, sh- well, because the holistic health and healing movement, it keeps growing, it keeps expanding. Like German new medicine is, is very new. So, um, and it's good to just put everything in your toolbox, like EFT tapping. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. That's new. What is you it? <clears throat> oh, I don't practice it myself, but it's, it's this, I, it's, you know, when you have a craving or when you have some kind of pain, um, you, you tap yourself. And then you, 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 you give yourself positive affirmations and, you know, I don't care what people, you know, you can, you can poo poo it all you want, but it, it's worked for so many people. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's safe. Um, so why wouldn't you do it? It's easy yeah. to do, you know, like, and it works. I, I, I have several friends that have used it to. Well, so that's them. where I was going to start going to. So these, um, these things that are proven to work, like your like the two, couple of teas you spoke about, your calcium tea and your the cat tea. Um, why do you not sell those on aruka.com? Okay, so that's another thing that we teach also um, is uh, legal guidelines for holistic 
healers or holistic practitioners. You cannot educate and also provide the cure. It's very, it's a walking a very- Conflict um, of interest, yeah. Yeah, even though, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I prefer to be the evangelist for holistic health and healing and let others, you can't do both. And let, let okay. cause I don't, I don't have a farm, you know, and I, and I love speaking, I love educating. And so that's why that we focus on that. Okay, so top, top five recommendations for the average mom, since this is a mom podcast, yes. you know, aged, aged 30 to 40, um, busy working and little kids, you know, what's your best kind of just general health, energy, wellness, peace, anxiety, reduction tip? Well, it's going to be very gen- general. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be very general. And I would say number one is try to try to think about how our ancestors lived. You know, um, I like my mom. Uh, she, she's very old fashioned. She cooked everything. She, you know, you didn't have a lot of packaged foods. She, she made things, you know, fruit, uh, excuse me, meat, vegetables, um, not a lot of snacks, not a lot of junk food. And another thing is, we are also meant to be outdoors. Um, we're meant to be um, with fresh air, lots of sunshine, not enough to burn you, of course. And the whole thing about, you know, oh, you need sunblock. Well, you, you actually won't get skin cancer if, if you're getting adequate sun and also proper nutrition. Um, so just trying to live a natural life as much as possible, that, that's the key to holistic health and healing. Now, there's a lot of things that we can't accomplish, as I was saying before, because we live in different times, and that's where we supplement with herbs and vitamins, you know? So, but, and also, last tip is join my free um, holistic health mini course. If you go to my website, aruk.com, aruka.com, it's an ongoing mini course, and I teach, you know, I share my own holistic journey, and I share, like, um, you know, holistic remedies for some of the leading um, problems that people go in to see the medical doctors for, some of the leading causes of death, and other common problems, you know, like eczema, and um, I'll be talking about acne soon. And So uh, the best way to get your advice is through uh, signing up for a mini course? Yeah, it's just, it's basically my email newsletter, and it'll be hmm. um, my, the videos that I post on holistic health and healing, and sometimes hmm. I don't post anything on video, I'll just I'll just write something, you know, mm-hmm. and it's often a response to my students or my subscribers and followers. That's really cool. And do you have a retreats or anything or is it really virtual? I did many years ago before mm-hmm. I started the certification program. Mm-hmm. I don't anymore. You know, the pandemic has really changed yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I may in the future or maybe. Yeah. Awesome. No, I'll t- I'm sure a lot of people will take a look at it. It's a very interesting space. Um, so we appreciate your time today and we'll definitely put the website up. Thank you so much, Mayim. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for watching. For more, please visit www.monsumaternity.com.